Hey mom friend, it's your girl Amanda. I am your childbirth educator here to educate you and strengthen your mom gut on all things pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of your motherhood journey. So you can make an informed decision for yourself as well as for your family. Are you heading into birth? Are maybe some things that maybe you're thinking, what are probably the most important tools that I can take to help me as I deliver and labor, well, you're in luck because today I will be talking about three of my favorite tools to have for labor and delivery. I have personally used these tools in all of my births and let me tell you, the many ways we can use these tools is amazing and so helpful no matter what type of birth you are having. So whether you're having a natural birth or a birth with a few medical interventions, because that can still be possible, you can still use these and it will help both you and your baby during birth and that you can find in almost every birth environment and for any budget. Chances are you're listening to this episode because you're attempting to have either a natural birth or you are going for an epidural and are looking to see what you can do to help baby get down and out. Well, come learn how to do that in my one-on-one childbirth education coaching sessions. For nine weeks, you and I will sit together and we'll learn all about how to have a natural birth, but also how to make an informed decision if you are looking to have a medical interventions involved in your birth as well. And for postpartum, for you and for your baby. Just like in today's episode, it does not matter what type of birth you are wanting or having, I will help you through it all because I know everyone's needs and desires are all different. And so I'm here to help you figure out what that is, how to organize it and accomplish a satisfying birth. To register for your personalized childbirth coaching session, click the link in the description of this episode or email me at cbecoaching at simplifiedbirthandmotherhood.com. I hope to see you there real soon. Okay, friend, are you ready? Because I totally am. Let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, welcome to Simplified Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda. I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected C-section, a few home births, and now I am a birth advocate, childbirth educator, and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all, motherhood. Do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix? Are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident, educated, and bold? In this podcast, you will begin to understand, find support, and turn knowledge into power through education and resources for pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of motherhood. If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants because sister, (laughs) I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. Hello, come on in. We are in full swing of things over here. We just recently started homeschool. I got my little guy right here and just, I don't know what it is. This season is like one of those seasons of one thing just happening after another. We've got this nasty sickness that came through the house. I mean, literally week by week, it was like somebody was dropping like flies. (laughs) So we are back today talking about things, the three major things that we can use or my favorite three things to use during labor. Now, when sometimes when I talk to moms about this kind of stuff, you know, there's so many different things that we can use during labor, tools, techniques, 
um, rhythms, all kinds of things that we can do to help us uh, with each contraction. As each contraction goes, what we can do in between those contractions and just tools that can help us to get into better positions, everything like that. There's so many things that we could do, but I mean, some of us who are going into labor can't carry all those types of things, all these different tools in our hospital bag or in our birth bag. And that's just, I mean, who wants to bring like more than one suitcase to the hospital? Because you got to think about all the things that you're going to carry in are all the things that you have to carry out as well as with your baby and car seat. So I usually like to tell moms and I, what I'm going to share with you today are my three favorite things that you can find almost anywhere in any birth environment. So birth tools, they do not work for us, but they help us to be actively participating in the labor process efficiently. Why this is your active participation important during your labor, and simply put, studies have shown that women who have actively participated during their labors have more satisfying birth experiences and feel confident during their labor and into postpartum. Birth tools just help support us in different positions through all different stages and help us do what we can do or what we can control. And that is how we respond to pain and help baby to descend. So we might not be able to control the contractions and at what rate they're coming or how intense they are, but we can control, again, how we respond to them. And one of these reasons why I chose to share these particular three tools is because of the efficiency or how effective they are during labor. And they have the ability to relax you, give you the perseverance you need, but as they are helping you get into these different positions, they help baby to descend, because that's what baby has to do. Baby has to descend and out through the birth canal, needs to go past our pelvic our pelvic area, needs to do all those things. And so we're just helping baby to do that more efficiently, but it also helps support you physically. It's not just helpful to have tools during a natural labor, but it is just as helpful if you have medical interventions like Pitocin or the epidural. So this is really not information for you if you're having a natural birth. This is good information for you to take and maybe highly consider taking into your hospital environment or using even if you are going to have the Pitocin to get induced or even if later down the road during your labor you end up do getting the Pitocin or you do end up getting the epidural even though you did not plan it or maybe you are planning it. These are just still helpful things that you can use because the one number one thing that we have to do is we have to birth our baby. So even if we get the Pitocin, and we don't get the epidural, the Pitocin is way more intense than natural contractions. It's a synthetic hormone that's being put into our bodies. So our bodies are responding a little bit differently, but still doing pretty much the same job. And so the Pitocin is a little bit more intense, but even if we get the epidural and not the Pitocin, because maybe our we're not handling labor as well as we thought, and we need a little bit of help, or we need rest because we've been laboring for quite a while, or maybe we're just like, whoa, this is not what I thought. And so maybe we are going to get the epidural. But the one thing is, is we still need to have our baby. So no matter if it is the Pitocin or the epidural, we still need to have good coping mechanism skills for that. And we still need baby to descend through the pelvis down the birth canal to be born. And how we can do that effectively is through movement, through creating space in the pelvis, because 
just lying on your back during labor, it can actually close the pelvic inlet or outlet up to about 30%, which creates too also a uphill uphill battle for you due to gravity for you to be able to push thus creating a path of resistance for baby to engage in and out and restricts pelvic flexion and expansion so we still need to try to get that pelvis out and moving and all those types of things but how can we do that when we're on that patrol i mean we're pretty much bound to the bed but I'm going to teach you what you can do in this episode today. And since we cannot really do much when we're on the epidural or a lower half of our bodies, we need certain tools to help baby to be able to still descend. So I'm only sharing three today. And of course, there are so many other great tools to use during labor in so many different ways. And that is why all the more reason why you should get in on my personalized coaching program, because I go through all of them and I give you the proper training on how to use them and when to use them during your labor. Okay, so here we go. Number one, birth ball, but more particularly the peanut ball. Birth balls can be very effective during labor. They can also use positioning and movement. You can sit, lean on, rock back and forth, move your hip into circles, or you can just simply bounce on the birth ball. Research that has been done in a controlled study actually in Taiwan in 2011 showed that women who were given a birth ball to manage pain only experienced pain on a 6.2 out of 10 on the scale of pain versus mothers who didn't use the birth ball had experienced about an 8.2 on the pain level out of 10. So they are effective. The reason why birth balls are helpful during labor is because of the support and movement that they provide. And it's important to know before you get a birth ball that you, before sitting on it, just know what your correct weight and height is personally, because they all range in size. For example, a small is about a 55 centimeter ball. So if you're like a small height person, you're probably going to want to get a 55 centimeter ball. Where if you're like medium tall, you're going to be about 65 centimeter ball to about a 75 centimeter ball. So the ball needs to be blown up to firm, but not too firm. It has to have maybe like a little bit of a give, but your hips actually need to be a little bit slightly higher than your knees when you sit on it. This is going to be able to not uh, close your pelvic inlet or outlet. It's actually gonna keep it relatively at a neutral space or neutral height for that. So if you sit on it and your hips actually go below your knees, it just needs a little bit more air, but not too much air to when you sit on it, it ends up popping because that would not be fun and probably not make you feel very good (laughs) if that happened. Most hospitals do have birth balls, but just double check with your hospital. If not, either bring one or have your birth support bring one. However, Peanut balls, which are probably the most favored among women and is my favorite just because I'm a little bit smaller in height. I am about 5'1", but it also, a lot of moms love this birth ball because it can be used while resting in bed or while you are on the epidural because of the support you can get on the lower half that helps with the descent of baby. Because this actually, again, still needs to happen there still needs to be movement in that pelvic area. And the peanut ball, while we are laying down or in a resting position, helps us do that. The peanut ball comes in multiple different sizes, and it's actually rarely in the hospital. 
So if you have any type of like birth support, your doula can actually maybe provide something like this and are great for mothers who use the epidural and who are pretty much bed bound. But if this is something that you are interested in having or trying out, you might want to possibly get one on your own. And you might like it a lot better than the regular birth ball just because this birth ball in particular, the peanut ball, has like a curve to it. So it's easy to kind of wrap your legs around and it's definitely easier to use to get your baby into the position that is optimal for them to come out. A really great thing about peanut balls and birth balls in general is that they can be placed on the ground, on beds, on chairs, and on benches. It is just a really great tool to use because it helps you get into different positions, help you use movement, supports you, all those types of things. And the way to be able to know how to use it personally is just by practicing. So before Labor Day, this is something that you definitely need to be getting and using on a regular basis just to find what positions, what movements you prefer to do during labor because that is the best thing to do is always, always practice before labor begins. Number two is a scarf or a rebozo. A rebozo is a long woven cloth that has been for generations in indigenous families and the technique has been passed down through those generations. And it is particularly great for V-back moms and how you can use one is by the birth partner wrapping mom's belly or bum while she is either on her hands and knees or even while she's laying on her side. And it's almost creating like a hammock for her belly or around her bum region, more particularly her hips. And with the two ends of the rebozo, one end in one hand and the other, you can gently sift or jiggle the belly or the pelvis. It is a great vibration and shifting for mom. And this can be on or off the epidural. You just have to know how to use it in both cases. What this does, it helps relax the pelvis and the uterine muscles. It can help baby rotate into the optimal position for birth, which no matter epidural or not, this is important. The vibrations from the motion can actually help the fascia, which is a layer of thin tissue that we have throughout our whole body. So it helps that fascia function to help with the comfort during labor. It could also lift the abdomen and apply pressure towards the spine to help baby get below that pubic bone area to get more engaged so they can apply the necessary amount of pressure to the cervix. It is also a great tool to use during the pushing part of your labor because this will help you get the momentum you need to apply the correct pressure to the correct areas while pushing. And sometimes when we're on the epidural, we don't know that we're applying that correct pressure or it's hard to really feel your own momentum. So this will just be able to be give you that momentum. So if you're on the epidural, it can be a helpful tool too by looping it around a squat bar of that type of sort. Most hospital beds, depends on the hospital, will have that type of squat bar. So if you are cannot get into the squat position, you could do that as well. Or even if you're not on the epidural and you're just so tired and exhausted and you just can't get the energy to squat or do those things, or even if they're like, no, you can't deliver your baby standing up here, I mean, I would still fight for that. But even if you're going to be okay with pushing on your back, which I don't highly recommend if it's not something that you have an option to do. What I would recommend is putting that scarf or that rebozo around a 
squat bar and just use that for your momentum by pushing on your side. But before that, during labor, what you can do, you can use this during labor to help you to get into different positions such as squatting and can be wrapped around your birth partner's shoulders to help support you and your weight as you squat and sway. So using a position and movement. If you are you do not have a birth partner that is willing to hold you with a scarf, what you can do is you can hang the scarf over some railing or over a door to help you get into those deep squatting positions as well as to help you do some type of movement. And you can actually do like a combination between doing the rebozo and the birth ball. You can do both of them at the same time. I mean, there's so many different variations that you can do with either of those, but the rebozo, you can make a little hammock around your belly. And even if you're not using it during labor, you can use it in postpartum. You can use the same woven scarf to help belly bind your abdomen to help prevent or mend diastasis recti. If you do not specifically have a rebozo, one that's like for rebozo, you can just use a long wide woven scarf like a cloth will do. I mean, I've even seen people use like bed sheets, you know, extra bed sheets, folding them in a certain way to where they do have that um, rebozo type look to them, but also be able to do the sifting and things like that. However, that this type of technique for rebozo and the sifting needs to be practiced before labor day and there is a ton of videos on youtube and information on this from spinning babies on how to do it and when are the cases you are to do it and not to do it last one number three which is probably one of my all-time favorite tools to use it's water so whether it's through a shower through a bathtub or even drinking it you will see this obviously in all birth environments because whether or not you are having a home birth a birth center birth or hospital birth there is always access to water if not then we got something else going on there <laughs> but how we specifically use it and when we use it in our labors can either help with the progression of our labor or cause it to slow down so you are going to want to if we are using the water on our bodies we're definitely going to want to use warm water but during our, the later phases of our birth versus the first part of our labor because it does have the ability to slow down labor, especially if it's not progressing on its own very quickly or at a steady rate. But if you are strictly just drinking it, you're gonna always want to use this. I mean, you're gonna definitely wanna hydrate yourself no matter what stage of labor you are in. You can either drink it or of course use it on your bodies. And when we are using it on our bodies, we are going to use it and put it where it hurts is basically what I tell people when they work with me is where it's hurting, put it where it hurts and it helps provide a heat source. So if you are experiencing back labor, which is a totally different issue, this warm water is going to help you during these contractions that you're feeling in your back. But if you are having front, pain because that's where the uterus is stretching and opening this is still a really good option because if you have the ability to move in the water get in the water you have the ability to take a shower head and put it in those areas then this is a great part or a great tool to have it during those parts of labor 
Drinking water can help us stay hydrated during labor because if we get too dehydrated or even dehydrated at all during labor, it can cause our contractions to be more intense. Of course, if you're on the epidural, you're really not going to feel the intensity of the contractions unless let's say the pump goes out or something like that, or you have a very low dose of epidural, but even then you won't feel the full force of that contraction, whether it's through Pitocin or your body's doing it naturally on its own, but you're still going to want to drink water to stay hydrated because your body is still working. Your body is still contracting. Your body is still running a marathon per se is what they say what labor is sometimes. So you're still going to want to make sure that you are hydrating yourself. Using water during labor is a very effective non-pharmaceutical way to manage labor pain that provides comfort, supports relaxation, and is safe. Mothers call it the liquid gold during labor due to the amount of relief it does actually provide, specifically warm water. This specifically is true for women who experience, like we said, back labor. It also does not, when used correctly, increase risk to health of mothers and babies. You also do not need to be completely submerged in the water to enjoy and receive the benefits of this method. If you cannot get submerged or don't want to walk back into the shower, maybe because the hot water ran out or maybe the size of the shower is not really working with your flow, I don't know. But if you can take an empty water bottle, fill it up with water, and have your partner or birth partner roll it in the areas you feel pain or even just set it in those areas, you will get your massage during labor, but you'll also have that heat source to help with the contraction. So water is even good even if you're not drinking it, even if you're not getting in it. You can still put it in a water bottle, a plastic water bottle, and use it to massage those areas and get those relaxation from that warm water. Just go to the vending machine or just chug a bottle of water, use that empty water, and fill it up with hot water. You might have to frequently do it, but at least it's better than nothing if mom or you cannot get in and out of the shower or completely submerged in the water. But doesn't matter. Every hospital will give you a cup to drink water. So doesn't matter if you're getting in it. We want to make sure that you're drinking it because this is a very powerful tool to help you with your perseverance during labor. And it's not only is a natural pain reliever, but it can provide relaxation during and in between contractions, reduce blood pressure, and helps with cervical dilation. I mean, that's what we essentially want. We want to be able to rest when we can, and we want to be able to not have a high intensity, stressful situation. And we want to make sure that our cervix is dilating because that's how the baby is going to get out. And if we have relaxation and we feel safe and secure, uncomfortable, then our cervix will go ahead and do that. And water, heat, warm water does help with that. Obviously, if you're on the epidural, the pain aspect is taken care of. So you're not going to want to use it for the pain relieving because the epidural is already doing that but you still need it again to stay hydrated. I'm stressing so much to you mama to stay hydrated. So make sure you're drinking enough water during labor. Maybe add a little pinch of, you know, Himalayan salt or Celtic salt um, to add a little bit more of electrolytes, but as well as help you with that water absorption in your cells and things like that. 
Well, mama, these are my three favorite tools that I'm sharing with you today. And that is really all that I have for you. If you are wanting to know specifically how you can use these tools and the others that are helpful for your labor, no matter what birth you are having, be sure to email me at cbecoaching at simplifiedbirthandmotherhood.com to book a one-on-one childbirth education coaching session with me to get hands-on training and educated for your upcoming birth. I cannot wait to see you there and in our next episode. Bye. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also, pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list, and connect with me on social media, which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut because wisdom will guide you and chances are it won't let you down. Until next time, cheers.